What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. You are listening to Nerd Thugs Sports. Sports. Oh, yeah. Sports. Oh, my little echo. Well, now you have to do that for the next 22 minutes. Quieter and quieter. What are you, like a little pendulum over there? (laughs) Zero regerts. Uh, you were listening to us on 104.5, 106.1. Uh, we're pretty sure they're sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Also true. And uh, yeah, happy Thursday, everybody. Yeah. The week is coming slowly to a close, grinding to a halt, as it were. All things stop Friday at 5 p.m. And then it starts again Monday at 6-ish? Maybe? Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> this thing goes off at 6 a.m. I'm killing somebody. I got hours, bro. Um, yeah, man, it's been a, it's been an absolutely crazy week in sports. If you're uh, if you're watching, if you're listening to anything this week, uh, sports related, even though it's solidly in the middle of the off season, NFL has been the topic because it never ceases to amaze me. Well, so this used to be like the complaint, it will, or not, not really. It used to be a criticism is that. The NFL offseason doesn't move like it would dominate the headlines. The NFL used to be the thing that just moved the needle nonstop. The last couple of years, it hasn't really been the truth or the case. The last couple of years, the NBA has gotten very, very good and very competitive and very intriguing. And it is this year. There's a lot going on. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But this has been like a crazy NFL offseason. Uh, they just started the new league year, so signings and trades are now official. Hooray. Which means, for some people, it means things that they've known about for a week are now officially done. And for some people, it means... Who knows? Yeah, some people, they, they got to go, dis- they got to make decisions and sign contracts. So, it typically, right now, we're coming in on the, we're coming into the final 12 games of the NBA. We... Um, I kept saying last week that Selection Sunday was, was last Sunday. It's this Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, we were sitting here thinking, I was recording, and I was like, we still got to have all the conference tournaments. It feels rushed, but I think it's this Sunday. I just had in my head that date, and I was like, I, I think it is. No, it's this Sunday. The conference tournaments are wrapping up and all that. Like, there's a lot going on this in the last, like, for the next, this little window. But there were so many stories in the NFL that weren't, about the season, but about players, and a lot of those stories are now coming to conclusions, which uh, is always fun. Well, it's just like okay, so the Antonio, the Antonio Brown stuff, right? Um, I mean, the whole season he just kept running his mouth. Uh, Le'Veon Bell all season just kept having issues, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't in the league technically. True, um, the Le'Veon saga that never actually happened. Yeah, essentially the Pittsburgh Steelers saga is what you really should, we should be calling it. Like, I mean, there's just no way to. Uh, it's just him. It is just him. Um, and so basically, w- one thing that's kind of interesting is, okay, all right. So Antonio Brown, he basically didn't show up for work the last week of the season. Right. Um, just blew it off. And there had been some issues coming into the season. Uh, and so I was kind of curious where how it was all going to end. Uh, how it was all going to end with him. And... <laughs> We're getting all distracted in here. Uh, no, so I was curious where he was going to wind up. And the end result of all of it, I don't know if this is better for any of them. 
<laughs> so are you ready for this? All right, I'm ready. Okay, for those who don't know, he wanted to put the Oakland Raiders. Okay. Um, Aren't they like exploding or something? So the Oakland they don't have they don't have a home. Okay, so this is really confusing. The Oakland Raiders last year traded away their two best players, one of the best players in the league, Khalil Mack, who for a little while was in conversation for MVP of the league. Pretty good. The other guy, Amari Cooper, he saved the Dallas Cowboys season single handedly. They were running a they were running an incompetent offense. They trade for Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper basically gives them somebody to throw to on the outside because they had nobody apparently. And all of a sudden, they they made a playoff run that really they shouldn't have made. They they weren't very good last year. The Dallas Cowboys weren't good, and they made that playoff run with Amari Cooper. Right. And so the conversation coming out of Oakland was that Oakland was stocking draft picks. They all of a sudden had. I think five number one draft picks between the next two drafts. So then all of a sudden they trade for Antonio Brown. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so they're a team that's bleeding assets, and now all of a sudden they're a team that's that's taking on players. Now, granted, they only gave up a third and a fifth. This is a team with five first-round draft picks. They gave up none of them to get Antonio Brown. That which, seems like a deal. It is a good deal, honestly. Like I, from th- From that standpoint, it's 100% obvious why anyone would make that decision. Oh, I only have to give up two draft picks, and none of them are a day one draft pick. Okay, deal. Yeah, done. Here's a third and a fifth. Here's um, a three and a five. I got five ones lined up. Yeah, I've got five ones over the next two years. I've got number twos galore. I d- a third round draft pick and a fifth round draft pick. That's it. Um, I'm Antonio Brown. I'm a little bit offended. If I'm Antonio Brown, I I think I wanted out of Pittsburgh. I think that was the goal. No, that's fair though. Uh, so I think I don't care. Although I think them going. Pittsburgh had basically said they were going to be selective in the trade partner. Like they were like, we're going to look out of division. We're going to try to look out of conference. They wanted to get rid of Antonio Brown in the most bury you kind of way. Go real far away. Yeah, but somewhere where they weren't going to see him competitively. <laughs> Go away so we don't have to play you anymore. Right, so we don't want to play you. We don't want to hear from you. We don't want to see you. We don't want you to succeed. Initially, the talk was like the Buffalo Bills. Like... Just throw him to absolute garbage team and then yes, just watch that's, him be yeah. sad. And um, Oakland, I don't think, is too far off from that description. But but they have a lot of setup for they're, Exactly. They're a young team. They've got John Gruden for the next 10 years. This is the last year in Oakland. Next year, they probably move to Vegas. It hasn't been approved yet, but there is a stadium on the strip that's being built uh, that meets NFL standards. Um, so it's kind of, um, it's a yes and a no, right? Um, and Antonio Brown got more money. He got more money. He, he was, he was due to make 30 plus 36 over the next three years. Now it's 50. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good number. I mean, he can't get mad about that. So he got a little bit more money, which is what he was asking for. And now he's going to be in Oakland. Um, if you're Oakland, I don't, I don't know that I understand this because he's 31. So there's three years on this and then what? He's 34. Yeah. Receivers get bad real fast. So. Maybe they'll have like a weird season like the next year or like the year after. Well, in <laughs> like the NFL, there's regularly a team that'll go from towards the bottom of the league to towards the top of the league. Like like a team who was drafting top five all of a sudden makes the playoffs the next year. I guess that's supposed to be Oakland. But at the same time, it might be this other team we're about to talk about, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're going to come right back to him here, but the Cleveland Browns might be one that other team who 7-8-1 last year was their best season in a long time. And they got a lot better this offseason, a lot better. 
But let's go to Le'Veon Bell real quick, the other Pittsburgh Steelers who wanted out. I honestly think they just wanted out of Pittsburgh. Right. Now, Le'Veon Bell was offered five years, $70 million to stay in Pittsburgh at one point. Ooh, that's a pretty good deal. It is a good deal. The problem was... He wants more. No, no, no. no. Yes and no. The Pittsburgh's... Pittsburgh does the same thing for every player, top to bottom. They only guarantee the first year, and the majority of anything that they give is like first-year bonus. So... Le'Veon Bell wanted like three to four years of guarantee, and the Steelers like, listen, we give one, we give one year guarantees. That's how we roll in this league. So Le'Veon Bell, I think, wanted more job security. He wanted more financial security than the Steelers were willing to give. And allegedly, the contract he's getting with the Jets is—it's either four or five years, but it's fifty-two million. So it's less, but it's probably more guaranteed money. There you go. There you go. It's less. The average is less. At one point, it sounded like he was trying to get around 20-ish million a year. Uh, this is about 13 million a year, realistically. But allegedly, on day one when he signs, there's $26 million coming his way. Oh. So it's a different structure to the deal. And there's, it's a, I think of the 52, I think there's, uh, I think of the 52, it's something like 35 is guaranteed over the first couple of years. So in guaranteed money, in upfront guaranteed money, it's the most for running back in recent history. It's more than Todd Gurley. It's more than, um, anyone else. Uh, yeah, there was one other guy who just signed a deal though, like two years ago and everyone was like, oh, that's big money for a running back. You should never give a running back big money. Anyway, Le'Veon Bell is taking $26 million to the bank, allegedly, day one. That's pretty good. That is really good, which then takes you right back to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland signed Kareem Hunt, who, as we know, punched and kicked a lady. Right. Good job. Um, Cleveland then turns around. Now, Cleveland's got a good stockpile of draft picks and young. They're a young team, okay? Because they're, uh, they were bad. To quote the Queen of England, they're a young team. Um. Actually, the Queen of England once called America a young country. That was that was a historical. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's accurate. But it is. So the Giants trade Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns for a get ready for this a first and a third and Jabril Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown goes for a third and a fifth. Odell Beckham a first and a third. I think what we're seeing is that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not good negotiators. No. And the Giants, who are frankly a train wreck, somehow got way more out of the deal than the Steelers ever got. And the Steelers allegedly think they're probably pretty good at this. They the, say as they don't guarantee money and literally are bleeding players. Right. Two of the best players in the league they lost in one season. I don't know what they're going to look like next year. Like... I don't think they're going to be good at all. Well, and we can get into this in the next segment here. They've got a history of developing great receivers. They really do. We can run down a few, and you're like, okay, well, maybe. But you don't find Le'Veon Bells just hanging on trees every day. Right, yeah. Um, you may be good at this. However, are you going to be You're going to be this good at it. <laughs> right. Like, uh, And so Cleveland, what do we got here, 30 seconds? Yeah. So Cleveland basically, suddenly they become an interesting thing. Because Kareem Hunt, I think, is going to be suspended eight or ten games. But he was he was the number one running back in the NFL when Kansas City cut him last year. Right. And Cleveland gets him on the cheap. I think Cleveland gave him the veteran minimum. 
a one-year veteran minimum, but this gives them the ability to tag him coming out of this if they want to keep him. Yeah. So they now have control of Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield, and Jarvis Landry. That's a rather explosive offense, plus they have their two running backs, Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. Oh, no. It's like they assembled a team or something. It, it genuinely looks like they're talented. Now, this is not a problem Cleveland has had here ever, um, and it's tough to say how it's going to go. We're going to jump out here to break, and when we come back, we're going to keep talking about this. This is Nerd Thug Sports. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Men guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the nerd vana you deserve where the adventure begins. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. That is you. That is that is you. Yeah. Your little brother Nico. That's me. He's working on identifying himself. He's learning his participial phrases. Yeah, it's That's me. not a thing. Participial phrases. Synchronicity. <laughs> Synchronicity. That's not a word. Publicity. Well, Pub- publicity. There was way too many itties in like when that guy said it. It right. was fake. It was super fake. British people aren't real. Well, I mean, they might be real. I don't want to go that far down the conspiracy theory hole. I mean, the Earth is flat, but we probably are an island. Uh, <laughs> They're basically aliens. <laughs> Essentially, the immigrants. Um, that being said, let me tell you about our new friends, The Adventure Begins. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have... They've got their Yu-Gi-Oh! going on this Saturday. They alternate. they got Yu-Gi-Oh! this Saturday, next Saturday, Pokemon, and then back and forth. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this your place... Make sure... Whoa! 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 
Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They are offering 10% discounts for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Band guy, let them know you're an X-Band guy. They hold your X-Band books for you. 10% off. 10% off. You go by every month, pick them up. That stacks up. So It really does. So get on 1488 and enter the Nerdvana you deserve where The Adventure Begins. Oh. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. I wrote that copy myself. I mean, I totally tanked it in the middle. We're gonna get there though. <laughs> We're gonna get there. That's award-winning copy. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good ad. It's read. gonna win. A, it's gonna win a Peabody one day. I hope we win a Peabody one day. <laughs> no, the ad will. Just Sadly, we will not be even invited to the event. <laughs> They'll just mail us a really nice statue down the road. Right. Yeah. And tell us to put the the copy underneath. <laughs> it. <laughs> this is for the copy. You know, I wrote that. No, no, mm, it's for the copy. It's for the copy. Anyway, um, <laughs> got like a clip in the back, you like stick it in, <laughs> like you, like the the copy has its own fridge, and it's like, can you just can you just put it on the fridge? Why do you have a? F- you don't even eat. It's ridiculous. This joke has gone on too long. Um, so we were talking about the Cleveland Browns suddenly being a team of talent. Speaking of jokes, and um, no longer. I don't know, man. Like I really. If there's ever a team that could just absolutely just... Just explode out of nowhere? Yeah. It could be a Cleveland Browns with expectations. Right. Right? Like, I mean, when was the last time someone said, this is the Cleveland Browns year, that, like, didn't live in Cleveland? Right. (laughs) That didn't live in Cleveland also, but, like, (laughs) actually think for once, like, this is actually a team that can actually do anything. Exactly. Like... Okay, this so is ob- this is an objectively talented team. <laughs> so there was the the famous uh, quarterback draft. I think it was ninety two, where it was Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, and a couple other guys. So there were five quarterbacks taken all at once. I think it was Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, Carson Palmer, and a couple other guys. Uh, and Tim Couch was taken number one overall by the Browns. This was the returning Browns. They were coming back to Cleveland. It was the expansion team. I want to say so. He was like. Like, there was hope in Cleveland. <laughs> and then they have the number one pick, and then this great quarterback comes to them. That's Tim Couch. And they're like, yeah, Timmy Couch. Yeah, yeah, get the couch. I mean, his career was over in, like, two years. <laughs> um, I just. The sad truth. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, a, it wasn't a long life. It was, it's funny. Um, there, was another, there was another black quarterback in that draft. Uh, who went to the? It wasn't Carson Palmer to the Bengals. It was a it was a black guy, and there were five quarterbacks that went in that draft, and very quickly it went from being like this. It was like a big story where it was like this was this great quarterback class of this draft, and within like six years, Donovan McNabb was the only guy standing from that whole class. And you like every Achilles Smith, Achilles Smith was the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, and like everyone was like this is the like there were five. Stud, first round, top of the draft, young quarterbacks. Okay, like people were like, these, this is the future of the NFL, and most of those guys were gone real quick, real quick. So sad. Um, it was just like, it's one of those times the entire league was real wrong, and I kind of wonder if we're right back to it. If we're gonna say the Cleveland Browns are gonna be good. Oh, they're like, well, this is it. This is the year. And then, yeah. like, next year they fall apart into a million pieces. Yeah, they went 7-8-1 this year, which still isn't a winning season. It's not a losing season. It's the first non-losing season this, this franchise has had. I, I mean, in 
probably 15 years, 12 years. They, I think they made the playoffs once late 90s. I think 94, 96, somewhere in that range. So uh, literally 20 years. It's been, it's been a really, really long time. Um, but I think the scary part is like it's one thing when no one sees you coming. It's another thing when teams are like, oh, we got Cleveland on the schedule. I guess we're going to sit in and watch film this week, make sure we don't get beat. If teams are, is it, is it, it they, did they do this well because no one prepared for them? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, I, I think they won two or three games and probably one tie. Yeah, probably because Just, teams were like, okay, well, this week we play Cleveland and next week we play Green Bay. And they were like, okay, well, we got to make sure we don't lose to Green Bay because they were assuming they were going to win in Cleveland. Cleveland lost two games in the overtime and the tie. All three were obviously overtime games. Uh, so potentially you, you, they could have been nine. Six and one, or even ten and six, but you know they lost because they're not. They weren't good last year. They just this. They were just the best. They never possible been. version of the Cleveland Browns, and so now there's expectation. And keep in mind, th- there's a coach change and everything too. Yeah, who knows? Like I know the coach that got fired is a madman. The coach that fired Greg Williams, he was the interim coach, and he got most of those seven wins. Right. Um, and honestly, he just coached without fear. Greg Williams is not a scared guy, but he's not a scared guy because he is a crazy guy. He is the one who got... He you, is, know, you know no fear when you... <laughs> yeah, when you don't care, you don't have fear. And that and that is... Greg Williams probably has that tattooed on his chest in font size 30, okay? He's a crazy person. Um, and I say that with respect and love. Like, all of football is crazy. Greg Williams finds the extra gear of crazy. He was the guy who in seventh gear. He's like, he like, what do you, what do you, you running a V six? Cool, cool. I'm Greg Williams. Yeah, so he's out of the league. So he's out of the Cleveland at this point. So they got rid of their crazy coach. They have a new coach. Well, who um, knows how that's gonna work? Yeah, out. and I don't. They got a new. I think they're even installing, not necessarily a new system because they kept like the quarter. Oh, they promoted the quarterbacks coach to head coach. That's what they did. So the offense will be. The same, same, similar, but uh, yeah, I'm just kind of, I don't know, I don't know. Cleveland with expectations is going to be a completely different animal. And so, yeah, getting Odell Beckham is great, and getting Kareem Hunt 10 games from now is going to be great. Uh, <laughs> In the future space year. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> uh, but you still got to succeed, and that, that ultimately is about execution and, and, and preparation. And Cleveland has never had to prepare like that, so I don't. And Odell Beckham is not uh, not an easy guy to work with. No, so you don't want to be losing. You don't want to, you know. You start losing, and Odell Beckham's going to be like, "What am I doing here in Cleveland of all places?" He wasn't happy in New York, which brings us to the Giants, who were also a train wreck. Oh, they were so bad. Okay, so last year, can't tell you how many times you told me, like, "Well, this could, this could be the end of his career." <laughs> I mean, I think I even told you one time to turn on the game because I was like. Pretty much they're saying if he doesn't win this game, his career's over. Um, th- in the last two years, the Giants fired a coach because he benched a guy because he benched Eli Manning, and the owner was like, what are you doing? Then they come into the next year, and everyone's like, man, Eli Manning might not be very good. <laughs> and it's, well, the last guy said that, and y'all got real upset. So y'all need, real to, mad. You need to be on the same it's, page It's here. called a person seeing seeing the future and being like, he's not very good. Let well, me I don't want to give him that much credit because he well, wasn't like, good. Well, like, the team was a mess. The team was a mess, but, like, he could see at least, like, he's not that good right now. Right. And then everyone was like, what do you mean? They still got their Super Bowl goggles on. <laughs> no, you're right. And here's the thing is Eli Manning, 
there are certain people in the league who grossly overvalue Super Bowls compared to everything else. So in those in their eyes, Eli Manning is going to be measured is going to be given immeasurable respect to Super Bowls. It's like a uh, what are they? Green Bay's head coach. Correct. When Green Bay's head coach got fired, there were a couple guys in the league. Tony Dungy was one of them. Was like, you don't do that to a Super Bowl winning coach. And it's like, no, you do that to a coach who doesn't win, and he wasn't winning, and that's kind of the end of that story. Right. Yeah. He won like eight years ago. <laughs> right. Congratulations, you won a Super Bowl. Keep the ring. That's why we hand them out. Um. So the Eli Manning thing, though, the Giants last year they had a pick in the top five, and there were quarterbacks, and they went ahead and took Saquon Barkley, who's a great running back. However, the Giants don't have an offensive line. Um, they don't throw, and they just lost their top receiver. Good job. And they cut Landon Collins, their top safety, and they weren't good defensively anyway. So, you know, just, just all in all looking really solid. And because of cap stuff, last year when they gave Odell Beckham all the money, they gave him... I don't remember, 113 over 5 or something like that. To trade them this year, $16 million in dead cap space. Oh. So they're going to have, they're going to lose $16 million of financial flexibility to get rid of a guy. Uh, I guess he was that bad. No, he wasn't. And there's actually some people who are going to tell you he's one of the greatest, rec- like, there's all the, the, the data guys. O- Odell Beckham Jr.'s data is incredible. When they line out like his analytic numbers, it's it's like off the charts. No one's ever been this analytically good as Odell Beckham Jr. The problem is, I watch Odell Beckham on the field, uh, and right after he released a quote where he said, don't question my heart, he missed the last three games of the season. Yep. With, like, bang-up injuries. Uh, my ankle's bothering me. Dude, like offensive linemen are leaning on each other to get through the season. Right. And Odell Beckham's like, I can't go. <laughs> oh my God. Death in the studio. That's it. There's a plague. Um, but yeah, the Giants, I don't I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. So they're on They're gonna be they're they're just gonna continue being bad for the next few years. Well, but now they're talking like they want to keep Eli Manning. Now, yeah, that he's, now con- he's gonna be ninety five. I think his contract is up after this year. And I think the conversation is they want to keep him for this year and either let him play and let a rookie quarterback watch him play or, or let him be on the sidelines showing the rookie quarterback what to do. Or you could just be like New Orleans and actually play your rookie. Well, New Orleans, I know we're up against it here. New Orleans has, is doing an interesting thing. They offered Teddy Bridgewater a little bit of money to stay to back up Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to be 40. Right. Teddy Bridgewater is 28. He's overcome his incredible injury. They all say he's good. He's only thrown 26 or 29 passes in three years. Um, but he played last year. He played a little bit last year, and he looked good. And he d- Listen, Sean Payton's offense is incredibly quarterback friendly. Uh, it's designed to get an open receiver if you can survive long enough. And Teddy Bridgewater can. He's a savvy guy. Uh, but Miami is looking for a starting quarterback. And so Teddy Bridgewater is in Miami right now. He might, he might sign today, or oh, he no. might go back to New Orleans. And really, it's about, listen, if Miami offered you $40 million for two years, I mean, you take that. Right, yeah. You take it. Forget about backing up Drew Brees. I'll be real bad in Miami, and I'll be $40 million richer. Right. Because um, that's what they're paying Drew Brees in. I mean, Drew Brees is making $50 million for two years in New Orleans, so I'll, I'll take the 40 and I'll, I'll, I'll just suck up the fact that the team's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, or I can go back up Drew Brees. I think backing him up, I think he's making like six and seven. I think he got five million last year. 
Um, so that's a very substantial pay raise. It is. It, listen, $5 million is a good number. Like, you can live off of that and sit behind Drew Brees, and when Drew Brees gets hurt or when Drew Brees is ready to hand the reins over, you're there. And it's a good situation to be in because at 40, how much longer can you really play? Right. But then maybe you go to Miami. For $40 million. And I don't know. Miami hasn't made their offer public yet. Right now they're similar to New Orleans in math, and if they are, I, I would stay in New Orleans. But if Miami pays them starter money, starters get 18 to 22. You think it'd definitely be worth it for him? Yeah, but he might just get his knee exploded. <laughs> Poor guy, never had a chance. I would take the forty million and risk it. I'm we're, gambling. I'm Woo! gambling on my knees. All right, we're gonna jump out of here. We're over it. When we come back, we got more Nerdflex Sports coming your way. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session. So let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday they have Yu-Gi-Oh! and next Saturday they've got Pokemon and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Men guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the Nerdvana you deserve where The Adventure Begins. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. So it is. So it is. Um, you're listening to us on 104.5, 106.1. They are the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, make sure to check out, uh, you know, the website, Facebook.com, backslash Nerd Thug Radio, NerdThugRadio.com. Yep, yep. Uh, make sure to check out the podcast. It drops at six oh one every day. Yes, it does. Uh, there's, I mean, Not there's every other. Sh- day. Well, every you know the day today. after. Yeah, it'll it'll come out at six oh one today. Every day, forever, forever, forever. So now we have infinite episodes. Thanks a lot. Yeah, listen, I'm a, I'm a talent. I could do it. Um, we got some big news coming down the pipeline. We're working on for you guys. We're all excited about it here. In the meantime, enjoy what we're doing for you. And um, Nico, tell our friends about uh, Cox ATA. Cox ATA. They got two locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. Very convenient. Uh, I mentioned Earth Thug Radio. You get two whole free weeks of training. You can do all sorts of things. Like they got Taekwondo, Tai Chi. Uh, they got self-defense courses. They have all sorts of programs for all sorts of ages from 3 to 93. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're just a really great uh, – 
atmosphere, you know, if you want to get some training on. It's yeah, really help you lose weight, what, get in shape. Right, yeah, it's just a real good thing. A lot of self-improvement, teach a lot of discipline. Self-esteem. I was a troubled kid. Taekwondo set me straight. Yeah. I mean, not really. Not really. I, like, it helped. You, it would have been even worse otherwise. Yeah, I probably would be in jail for arson or something like that. Right, But yeah. I have a cool neck tattoo. Right, yeah. So, anyway, Taekwondo. Taekwondo. So, Cox ATA, where they... They... Uh, b- uh, build leaders, teach life skills, and they leave a legacy. It's really my favorite part about that. Like, right. if we just did that for thirty seconds, I wouldn't mind. Right. I'm sure Nerdy Ninja would like give us a phone call and be like, "Guys, I need my read. <laughs> I need actual things." Yeah, I need you to nail the read next time. Uh, but yeah, no. Listen, Taekwondo. I, I, I was a junior black belt when I was eight years old, and it was because I was a terrible kid between the ages of five to eight. Where they were just like, you need... It, part of it is just get the energy out, right? Like, if you got a dog who's bad, you let it run around and it gets easier to train because it's tired. Right. When you are when you got a kid, you just wear them out. You just put them on a treadmill for nine to seven hours, and then you just let them do the thing. And then when they're tired, they'll listen to you. Actually... Right, because they want to go to sleep. Actually, you know, what's, you. <laughs> you know what's broken about that is kids are the one thing that when they're tired, they're worse. They're just crankier and cry. Right. Like, it's kind of the undone of everything else. Like, you would, like, to train anything else, you just exhaust it. But to train a child, like, you just have to have sweets and, like, you have to be nice to it. Also, I think they call it teaching. Right. I don't think they call it training. Well, I mean, it's just kind of the same thing. It, it is. It, it definitely is the same thing. Let me teach you history. Let me train you to shut your mouth. That's and the listen same to thing. history. Yeah. Just repeat what I tell you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking a dog to speak. <laughs> if you could talk a dog to speak, I don't even know what that means, Nico. <laughs> that is some good radio there. Um, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Are you? Oh, man. You brought me a monster. You didn't get one for yourself? No. I don't like energy drinks. Th- that has got to be a lie. No. Are you so like anti-energy that you're just like, I don't want anything. I don't want any extra energy. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a total of two Red Bulls in my entire life. I don't even know what to say to that. I had two Red Bulls for breakfast. That That is what started the engine, okay? Like, I was half asleep until I did that. I didn't even drink them. I snorted one of them. Just <laughs> completely. <laughs> just straight into the bloodstream. I was literally still in bed, and I just poured it up my nose. And like, until <laughs> until I could breathe again. It was, it was graphically horrible. If the CIA were there, I would have given them secrets. But after that, I was awake. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was the goal. <laughs> and then I just drank the other one. That like, one was better. Like a normal person. <laughs> um, the NBA mm, is kind of wrapping up, getting to their home stretch here. Uh, the Lakers not going to make the playoffs. Probably not. Uh, they're not. Of, they're not officially out. But as of right, n- as of yesterday. Their record was exactly the same as last year without LeBron. Nice. Now, keep in mind LeBron did miss, I believe it's 18 games with the hamstring. And Rajon Rondo missed 16 or 20 games with the finger injury. And now Brandon Ingram is out. Potentially, they're saying it's a blood clot. Oh. This is a problem. This is a, That's a problem injury. So, blood clots in the NBA are a real fear. These guys are getting longer and longer like brontosauruses, okay? Uh, and what starts to happen? Chris Bosh is basically what is what ended his career. It, it is what it's not. Ba- it is what ended his career. Miami. Um, so on these big contracts that these guys sign, the teams will get insurance uh, against them for injury and things like that. Right. So Chris Bosh, 
Um, all of a sudden, he he missed like the end of the first season. LeBron leaves Miami. Chris Bosh signs a big contract to stay, and Dwayne Wade signs a medium contract to stay. Uh, Chris Bosh, though, towards the end of that season, he goes out and he misses like the last 10, 12 games. Now, Miami wasn't, I don't think they were even in the playoff push. And so kind of some people were kind of like, oh, they shut him down. No big deal. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's sort of weird in the NBA, right? Like stars people like, it's okay if they don't play. <laughs> like when it doesn't matter for yeah, some reason. fine. A lot I of people right it. now are like, oh, you know, maybe they should shut LeBron down and save him. And it's like. What? I mean, he's making $24 million. I bet he could play nine more games. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure this is the right answer. Um, I'm no scientician, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot about athletics, but he'll be all right. Um, but so, Chris Bosh, then all of a sudden, he doesn't practice. He doesn't do any of the offseason. Doesn't go to training camp. And then it comes out that something's happening. Then it comes out he had a uh, he was in the hospital almost died there was a blood clot and it hit his lungs oh and so the hospital saves him and the team at that point is like well you're done so cool thanks and the insurance company's like yeah listen as long as he doesn't play again because this is a cataclysmic injury we cover the contract no big deal so at that point Miami's like he's never setting foot on the court again because they it's like seventy million dollars right yeah we're like okay yeah I guess we're not playing anymore yeah we're good bye. And so he's getting $70 million anyway, so for Miami's eyes, they're like, whatever. Um, they're but like, Chris Bosh spends meh. the next two years through the Players Union trying to get back on the court. And the reality is... They can't. There was a lot of doctors who wouldn't clear him. The Players Union doctor said, like, yeah, if he'll sign a waiver, you could play him. And, and Miami's like, yeah, if he signs a waiver, then he dies on the court. We're not doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to be a yikes for me. Yeah, the waiver means we're not responsible for when he dies. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's going to be a no. Right. So, I don't think so. Um, if and he I don't, signs a waiver. <laughs> yeah. If he signs a waiver, he can play. Well, no, duh. Like, if he signs the waiver, it doesn't matter because he's saying he's willing to die. <laughs> We're going to give him $70 million to stay home. So, now Brandon Ingram is dealing with the same thing. Chris Bosh, uh, I think at one point they traded him out of Miami. I don't think he ever played again, though. Um, not that I recall. If he, if he played at all, it was like you're talking about a couple games. Um, and so Brandon Ingram. Now the first time you have this, they can treat it, and it's no thing. They're like, okay, cool. But once you have blood clots, the likelihood of reoccurrence is huge. Like it just increases exponentially. Right. And so the issue is, if he has this again, that could be the end of his career. Right. So now they've got to watch him like a hawk, which means one of your young, tradable players is no longer that. Is probably a Laker for life now. Right. <laughs> like no Laker, one else. Lakers wants for him. life. And honestly, I mean, I don't know if you resign him. Right. You're just like, well, this. Well, well, you do got the blood clots. So bye. I guess this is the end of the road. Right. And so the Lakers are kind of in a weird situation. The guys they brought in this season on one year deals, those deals are going to expire and they're going to leave and there's going to be like 40 plus million in cap room. So they can bring in another star player to pair with LeBron. The Lebrun. issue, Lebrun, the issue is people aren't sure who it's going to be. Uh, Kevin Durant, um, probably not. Anthony Davis still has one more year, and New Orleans has kind of come out and said they have zero interest in helping L.A. Ooh. So, I don't know how that's going to work. You can't just say no to a partner. Like, you just can't. 
It's not how business works. I mean, you can, you, but it's not you, how good business works. Right. Like, if you're, if Anthony Davis is going to go, and uh, keep in mind, Cleveland took a hard line when LeBron tried to leave, too, the first time when he went to Miami. Cleveland was like, we're not helping at all. And it worked out that LeBron could get a little bit more money, and Miami was willing to put in some draft picks for a sign-in trade. Now, they could have gotten LeBron straight up. But by doing the sign-in trade, they could give LeBron a little bit more money, and they were willing to compensate Cleveland for LeBron. So, They're like, we understand we're taking the best player in the league. Right. And so it wound up, Cleveland wound up doing it. They did a sign-in trade. Actually, I believe Toronto did, too. And so Miami technically traded both those guys and gave up, I think, like two seconds for LeBron and I think two more seconds eventually for Chris Bosh. And a lot of times those seconds don't even materialize in trades because, like, like we talked about last week, we're like, oh, we're this thing, and then the protections, and this protection, and that protection. If the second keeps rolling, if it rolls more than, like, three times, it, it goes away. Right, because, you know, basketball trading and drafting couldn't be even more complicated. Dude, if you, there's a website, I don't remember the name of it, and I wish I did. You go, and you can, like, you can see, like, un, unvalidated picks, like, from trades and stuff, and there's things dangling from, like, 2010. <laughs> it's only only ten almost ten years <laughs> since that happened, by the way. <laughs> like there's just these Hey look, we get the sixty fifth round draft pick from two thousand and eleven. Well and here's the thing, the NBA draft there's two rounds. That's it. There used to be five, there's now only two. So you're talking about sixty four picks. That's or sixty picks. That's it. So the fact that picks are this complicated for two rounds exactly, and then like you talk about like oh well they've got to defer also, it's them. Also, a very small amount of entries, but I guess it is. Well, no, and there's a ton of players who don't make it. Where sometimes people are like, whatever happened, and then you got you wind up having guys who go to Europe, go overseas, go to the D League, go do this, go do that, and they come back to the league a couple years later. The NBA misses on a surprising number of people. There are starters in the NBA now who were never drafted by anyone who went other places and made it back, and somehow you're like, you're only drafting 60 people. Like, how are you screwing up this bad? Right. <laughs> like, how are your scouts missing that bad where you're so sure of these two guys, you definitely don't want that guy, and three years later, that guy's your starter. Right. <laughs> like, it, it happens. It definitely happens. Well, Jimmy Butler was uh, the 28th pick in the draft. Nice. You got to think there's probably 15 guys who aren't even in the league anymore that were taken ahead of him. <laughs> Yep, that's accurate. And that's just how the NBA works, man. Like, it's crazy That's like just that. how it works. It, it is, and it's sad. Uh, right there? Right yeah, now? Yeah. All right, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got more sports coming your way. This is Nerd Thug Sports. The Adventure Begins. Comics, games, and more is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Men guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the nerd vana you deserve where the adventure begins. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. 
They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills. We build leaders. We leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio Sports. All oh, right, yeah, Nerd Thug Sports. I got all excited. Well, I do it every time too. Like, <laughs> At least once a show, you're like, you see the wrong name. I may be the fifth worst host in all of Texas. Fifth worst. Uh, there's you? probably like four worse than me, and then me. And I'm just there's probably like a guy on like like I don't know Alberta or Albuquerque. No, that's New Mexico. Oh, God. Like, this is getting worse. <laughs> Albuquerque, Texas. <laughs> this segment is over. Uh, and catch us next week yeah. on Earth Sports. Yay. We're done. We're out. Uh, yeah, like, there's probably worse radio people than me, but I just don't know them. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but that's only because I only know us and, like, five other radio people. And you just rank yourself at the bottom of that list? Well, I mean, I think I'm higher than Adam Smasher. Shout out to Adam. Um because he's not working. Oh, got him. You're just, just um, going to dab on him like that? No, I mean, I check on him. I'm always like, hey, don't do it. Um, but, you know. <laughs> Big flex, I'm on the radio and you're not. Yeah, well, listen. <laughs> you're the nicest friend. I am. I really am. Like, like I talk a lot of stuff, but I'm always the guy who's there. Like, do you ever see the movie The Town? No. Okay. Ben Affleck's a bank robber. Jeremy Rennick's his tiny buddy. By the way, their height disparity makes that movie real weird to watch because they're like best friends. It's like a foot and a half. Um, You're saying you can't be friends with people who are shorter and or taller than you? Uh, I'm saying that much on TV looked weird. Fair enough. I, listen, I don't want to judge their friendship, but visually, yes, get taller friends. Or shorter friends, depending on who you are in that situation. Right. Um, but so anyway, at one point, you know, they're, they're kind of feuding a little bit. They're like... They're like a couple, kind of, where they have like this like tension between them about things they're mad about, but they're they're still best friends. Right. They think they're brother, like Boston brothers, kind of thing. Ben Affleck walks in at one point and he's like, "Listen, I need a favor. We gotta go to a place and we're gonna hurt a guy, and you can't ask me any questions." And all and all Jeremy says is, "Whose car are we taking?" Like that's it. Well, uh, he asked a question, so first of all, he, he messed it up real bad. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> ben Affleck should have shot him right there. Uh, no, but I mean like... Just he, walks up to him and just slaps him across the face. Right. No, I think what he says is, you can't ask me about it. Uh, you can never ask me about it. He's like, all right, whose car are we taking? Uh, That's more accurate. Yeah, and so... Yeah, I get my quotes wrong all the time. I paraphrase. Uh, but basically... <laughs> basically, he said that white people are garbage. Yeah, what he said what No. Um, <laughs> but so, that's kind of me with friends. Like, listen, we can have attention, but, like, if you need me to drive us somewhere to do a thing that we can never discuss again... I'm there. Yeah, I'll drive. That's cool. <laughs> sure, that's fine. I mean, you gotta pay for gas. Like, <laughs> I this, this ride ain't free, but... Right, listen, no rides are free. Gas is a, gas is a resource, okay? Yeah. We don't burn it for nobody. <laughs> the only question I'm going to ask is uh, how much gas money you got. Yeah. You got $20? All right, let's go. <laughs> that should be enough. Let's go. You don't? We're going to swing by an ATM because I will drive, but you will buy. That is how that works. No questions. This is a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it is a relationship. We are equals. I saw a meme the other day. It was like, uh, you know, it was talking about like he, he cooked, she cleaned. No arguments. They're, uh, they're equals. 
he is the queen or he is the king. She is the queen. And I was like, if they're equals. Like, why do they, why does it got to go royal? Like, can't they just be each other? Like, what do they, why do they need, why does one need to be the king and one the queen there? Right. How that does, doesn't really matter. Right. At that point, if they're equals, like. This is guy. Also guy. Right. This is guy. This is his, his best friend and life partner. Moving on. <laughs> like. And we're done. And we're done. Um, but yeah, no, listen, I like Adam. He's a great guy. Um, but he's not on the radio right now, so I'm ahead of him. Right. Like, All right. Uh, like, I'm just going to, if we're going straight yeah. statistics, we got yeah, that If one. we're keeping score, I'm winning. <laughs> but like, I'm his friend and I don't want to rub it in his face. Um, so then like Alex Middleton, he's on a bigger radio station than us. So he's beating us. There you go. Um, and then is that, is that all? Our, oh, and then Dick Schisler. But we're on more shows than him. Right. But I think he's on cumulatively longer than us. So it's a tie. Right. So I'm the second worst guy in radio. There you go. Okay, that fits. All right. Uh, with, with what, the three minutes we have left now? I burned <laughs> uh, all that time on accident? We got five. Okay, good. Uh, I was going to talk a little Houston sports here. The Astros are in spring training. Things are going well. Right. They're charging up for their 382 games for the next six <sighs> years. Man, like a six-year season. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. That's kind of like what soccer does, though, where soccer has the every other year league tournament right. between the leagues. Right, and then the World Cup. <laughs> right, so then like your season finishes, you play the other tournament, then you come back and your season starts, and oh, there's no tournament. Oh, but international play is this year. And so like you're just, you're just always, all the time. You're just running up and down fields all the time, kicking a ball. Did you see Ronaldo's uh, hat trick the other day? Oh, no. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, he's he's still the goat. He's still real good. He's still real, real good. Um, so spring training's coming up. We don't quite have the rotation set yet. I'm a little, I don't know. I f- I'm not You're mad about it. No, I just don't think this is the year. I know that's an unpopular thing to say in Houston because we won a World Series two years ago. But I think I haven't heard where Dallas Keuchel's wound up yet, so I don't know what's going on. I, like, <laughs> he disappeared. Who I knows? Mean, I'm going to check that now because... <laughs> he doesn't know if he's falling off the face of the earth or not. Well, like, did, like Houston had a standing offer to him, but... I don't know if he took it. Yeah, and also, I don't think he went anywhere else yet. He's <laughs> just, just hanging out. Hey, guys. Are you going to uh, play with us yet? No, I'm yeah. good. I'm just going to stand here. I mean, yeah, he's still a free agent as of right now. Nice. I think he's biding his time. I think he comes back. You think so? Yeah, because I don't think he's happy with any... If he was happy with any of the offers, he would have taken them. That's fair. So I think he's taking the spring training off. I think he signs with Houston for like a one-year, 10, 12, 15, somewhere in that range. But I don't know that... I mean, last year wasn't his best year. Last year was a bad year for him. So what he his issue is, just like the teams have been real selective in giving guys like Bryce Harper the money, they don't necessarily want to listen... I don't want to give you a five or ten year deal if you're coming off your worst season in three years. That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't fill me with lots of confidence. I, I need you to trend upwards because I can't get rid of you once I give you this money. Like I'm stuck with you, so I need forever. You, I need you to be good. <laughs> uh, real quick, I mentioned uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, he didn't sign in Washington because a hundred million dollars of the three hundred million dollar deal was set aside until he was sixty five. What the heck? So he came out the other day, and I think there was some criticism about, like, I think he made a comment or bought an ad where he was like, oh, I love Washington. I grew up there, blah, 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 you know. But, you know, they watched me grow into a great player, and I wish I could have my whole career there, but they got to 
I got to do what I got to do, blah, blah, blah. I got to take care of my family. And some people were like, $300 million. And so he was like, well, actually. It's only $200 million. It was about 210 or $230 million now and then $100 million down the road, which that makes a lot more sense for why you don't stay. Like, listen, I get that this piece of paper is worth $350 million, but 40 years from now, when you give me the other $100 million, yeah, maybe I need it, and maybe it's a godsend at that point. Alan Iverson would have loved that deal. But that million dollars a year or whatever it is that you're giving me, it's not going to be worth what it's worth right now. If you give me all the money right now, there's a chance that my team can do better with that money than just cashing your check 40 years from now. Right. So, yeah, no, I'm sure his people said that's not a good deal. Um, but so I, I, don't, I don't blame him. Once that came out, listen, do, not you mad. do you. Yeah, not mad. You, no, leave Washington. Absolutely. Um, the Rockets, I, I don't know. This could, be the, this could be a really important year for them. And it is a really important year because of how old Chris Paul is. Chris Paul is only going to get older and worse. Right. So this year and next year are probably... The years we have to do it. It's probably the window. After that, Chris Paul is getting worse and Capella doesn't grow his game a lot. There's not a lot of depth. There's not a lot of growth to what Capella is doing. So you'll have a shooter and a dunker, but you won't have anyone else to help Harden. And you can't afford anyone else because you're giving Chris Paul $40 million. Right. So... It's got to be this year, if not next year, and that's kind of it, I think. And then the Texans, they got a Javon Clowney franchise tagged. Completely, Le'Veon Bell getting $13 million a year kind of makes me mad because it makes me feel like the Texans could have had him. We're your, the fourth or fifth highest cap space team coming into this offseason, which means we have almost the most money to spend, basically. And we didn't do anything about this. <laughs> we still need a running back, and we needed safety and a corner. We got a safety. He's okay. We got a corner who's a decent nickel, but <coughs> and Corey died off screen. I know, right? But there are holes. There are definitely holes to this, and so I was a little disappointed. And the Jadavion Clowney thing, I'd like to see us sign him long term. If we've got all this money to burn, might as well. We I mean, we got to spend it on somebody, right? Who, who, what do we? I mean, somebody has to do. Somebody's got to get it. Um, the draft is obviously going to be telling. I what don't know what to do with all this money, <laughs> right? Who do you? I'm just going to keep it. Like it doesn't help us if we don't spend it, right? So just going to sit there, do nothing. If other teams are spending it, and we're just watching them spend it and watching them get better, you know, this is the window for the Texans. We keep talking about windows now. The young quarterback is a cheap contract, so you can spend the money in other places, and then when the quarterback is off of his rookie contract in three years, then he gets all the money. Right. So this is right now the window where you spend on every other position like the Rams did. Uh-huh. The Rams were uh, the Rams were okay. They got to the Super Bowl. They're uh, pretty good. They're pretty good. They were the number two team in the league when it was all said and done. So the model's not broken there. But we're not doing that. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap up another edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're going to jump out of here now. Shout out to The Adventure Begins and to Cox ATA. Uh, Nico, I'm going to say you did an okay job today. I'm going right, to give you sweet. a uh, C+. Plus. Nice. Yeah, best grade you've gotten all week. Woo, first grade I've gotten all week. Because it's spring break. See yeah. what I did there? I'm smart. Uh, anyway, shout out to Conroe. Shout out to everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Nerd Thug Sports. <laughs> <laughs>